So two important questions to ask yourself about the award-winning coffee. The first one is, are you really getting the same coffee as what was entered in the coffee competition? Is the coffee still an award-winning coffee? And what I mean by that is the way the coffee stored, handled, and displayed subtract from the quality of the coffee itself. So these are very important questions to ask. Welcome to the Blandy Coffee Podcast. All coffee, no sugar. The original podcast dedicated to strip away the buzz, the marketing spin, and the hype by getting under the hood and giving you all coffee, no sugar. The only coffee podcast show. Motivating you to take action and accelerate your results with your coffee and your business by sharing tools, resources, ideas, reviews, and interviews which work on getting you the biggest results by concentrating on the important small things. Now here's your host, Patrizio Blandi. Welcome to the Blandy Coffee Podcast, all coffee, no sugar. I'm your host, Patricia Blandy. I'm also the owner and coffee roaster for Blandy Coffee. In this episode, I don't want to talk about how to enter a coffee for a competition or what is involved in a coffee competition. In this episode, which is number seven, I want to give you five tips to ensure you are getting an award-winning coffee if that's what you're buying. Today, I want to concentrate and really zero in on the roasted coffee beans that have won awards or competitions. So two important questions to ask yourself about the award-winning coffee. The first one is, are you really getting the same coffee as what was entered in the coffee competition? Is the coffee still an award-winning coffee? And what I mean by that is the way the coffee stored, handled, and displayed subtract from the quality of the coffee itself. So these are very important questions to ask. I really believe that you as a customer go and buy coffee and you put a lot of trust in coffee roasters and coffee companies and you give them a lot of respect to what they say to you when you buy coffee from them. But are you really treated the same way and with the same respect? A little bit about what is involved in coffee competitions and how a coffee is scored highly. The judging of these coffee competitions is fairly intense and the coffee have to score highly on all aspects of what makes a great coffee. Coffee that enters the competitions are judged on the following qualities of the coffee. I don't know every individual coffee competitions, what their protocol in what defines a great coffee. So what I've done is I've looked up an example on the SSCA website. This is the Specialty Coffee Association of America. It's a judging template and the coffees must score highly on all the following areas. It's broken down to seven categories. The first one being the aroma and fragrance of the coffee. The second one is the flavor of the coffee. The third one is acidity. The fourth one is body. The fifth one is the uniformity of the coffee. Number six is how clean the cup is. And number seven is the overall taste feel of the coffee itself. These seven qualities listed can only score highly on the following basis. And this basis is how I enter my coffees. It must meet three criteria. The first criteria it must meet is using a high quality green coffee bean. Now, by using a a high quality green coffee bean, it means that the actual quality selection process, everything about the getting you that green bean is it's taken more time spent to get you a better quality and consistency of the green bean. What I mean by that is a high quality green coffee bean. The actual size of the beans are sorted so they are a similar size. 
when you roast, that's very important because if you have a coffee bean that is of a similar size, your roasting profile will be similar on each coffee bean. If the coffee beans vary in size, then your coffee roasting profile will change. So that means consistency and taste will be different on each bean because of the variance in sizes. Now, by having a high-quality green bean, the cherries, when they are picked, they are picked at a similar maturity when harvested from the tree. When the farmers go out there to pick the coffees, they spend more time. They're only picking coffees that are ready to be picked, that are matured into that are ready for processing. Anything that's not ready is left on the tree. Anything that's over over matured is taken off and put in a separate batch. It's not mixed up in the batches. So you have a very similar, you have the coffee that's ready for, for processing and then you have the coffee that's overripe. It's in two separate batches. So it gives you that consistency there again. Another criteria I look for is when I make up my blends, I look at the single origin coffees I use. And the single origin coffees I use must complement each other if I use it in a blend. It, it makes up what the other one lacks. And what I mean by that is if I use three different coffee beans in my blend, if I have one coffee bean that lacks body, I will use one, another one that will complement that flavor, will complement that coffee and add body to that blend. Then if out of those two coffees I'm lacking acidity, I will add another coffee bean to that mix that will enhance the acidity, plus complementing the flavors together. And that'll give me a very unique blend and a balanced coffee overall. If I'm using a single origin on its own, then I will be looking for a coffee that's well balanced and has the high levels of each of those seven areas that I outlined before. The third thing I I implement is when I roast my coffee, it has to be a specific roasting profile to bring out the very best out of the coffee. And the coffee I enter in the competitions is fresh. By the time it gets to the competition is less than seven days old. By that time, the coffee has reached its peak and it's and it's going to give you the very best. That's why I really insist on the coffee being fresh. These are some important factors I consider when entering coffee in competition and when winning an award. When you go buy coffee, it's very hard to look at the green beans and what kind of quality the green beans are and stuff like that. So I would say, assume that that's, those elements are being adhered to if the company and the coffee roaster wants to give you the same experience as what they've entered into competition to what they want to give you as a coffee to be the same. So it's hard to see the quality of the green coffee bean especially if it's in a blend set because the actual coffee beans might be different to each other. So if it's a single origin, you can see even if it's roasted that the coffee bean sizes are similar. But if it's a blend, it's a bit more harder to see that. There is one really important aspect of all of that. If we assume that coffee roasters have used a high quality green bean and they've mixed the single origins to complement each other, we assume that that step is being followed. Then the last bit of it, the way it's been roasted, is very important. That's how you can tell coffee if it's met the criteria. If they can't follow a basic step like this, the coffee being freshly roasted, then you really wonder if the other steps have been followed. So this is the most basic element in providing a fresh, high-grade competition coffee. And it really fires me up because I see this all the time when I go into the coffee shops or I go into roasted roasted shops that sell coffee in-house. 
they don't deliver this very basic point. And this is, again, the 20% that gives you the 80% results. It's a very important step. And just following that will give you very big results. And it really bugs me because even if they followed all those steps, they're just failing on the most basic step of all by giving you a fresh coffee. I personally entered coffees for competition and I have won awards for my coffees. Now, the way I enter the coffees is exactly the same way I give it to my customers. That is one reason why I've stuck to my coffee roaster machine that I have. It is small, but it gives me flexibility to roast whatever amounts of coffee I need for my roasting cycle. The larger size coffee roasters out there have huge coffee roasters ranging from 30 to 60, 120, 300 kilo roasters. This is about meeting supply and demand, not about providing fresh coffee to their customers. The bigger the range of coffees a coffee roaster has, so for example, they have 10 or 15 coffees they provide to you and they sell, it's very hard to keep all these coffees fresh, especially if they have huge coffee roasters like 120 kilo coffee roasters. To do one batch of coffee roasting, is 120 kilos. To do anything less, it won't be economical on that machine. So they have to roast 120 kilo batch. By doing that, all those coffees might not sell. You might have some coffees that are a slow seller or, or some of that are high sellers. Coffees are slow sellers, it'll take longer to sell. So it might fall over the four week period and you're not getting that coffee fresh. You're getting stale coffee. You gotta be very of coffee companies that offer you huge amounts of variety but they can't offer you that freshness other things to look out for in the in the way they store the coffee beans when you walk into a shop or you go to a coffee roaster and you see how they supply you it's very basic and these are the five important steps to consider when you go and buy coffee the first point to consider is the container or the bag they're using to store the coffee airtight now what is airtight when when i've walked into uh coffee shops or coffee roasters that sell coffee, roasted coffee, they have their coffees on display. They have them in those beautiful clear canisters, dispensers. Um, you can see the coffee and you dispense it, brass looking and stuff. It looks very pretty, but it's not airtight. The other thing I see when they supply coffee, they have them in huge tubs. They, have, they put them in a huge tub with, the, with the, just the lid that screws on and off. Again, you see huge amounts of coffees there. And when, when they add new coffee, what can they really do is add on top of that. So the storage container they're using is not airtight. It has to be a sealable container, whether it's put into bags straight away with a one-way valve or it's put into containers that are, that are airtight and air doesn't get into them. The second thing to look out for is where is the coffee stored? The containers are transparent so you can see through or other container that you can't see through them. So the coffee stays in a dark place or in a dark bag. And that's very important because sunlight can destroy coffee. And that's the third point. Where are they storing the coffee? I see a lot of coffees they display next to the window to the front, front edge of the shop. And that's where sunlight comes in and that destroys and degrades the coffee. So that's another important factor when buying coffee. Where is it stored in, in relation to the sunlight? What kind of form is the coffee in when they sell it to you? Is it whole bean or grounded? If you're buying coffee, um, when you're buying coffee, it should be in a whole bean. And being in whole bean, it lasts longer than being grounded. As soon as you ground the coffee, it's going to start, it's starting to go stale. It, you must use it within three minutes. There are some coffee companies that sell pre-grounded coffee that are pre-grounded, sealed in the bag, ready to go. So that again is not ensuring that freshness. And the fifth and the most important point to look out for is, is the coffee fresh? 
how fresh is fresh? Well, my rule of thumb is the coffee that you buy should be no more than a week old. If I if people order my coffee online, by the time I roast it and ship it out, it's, it's within seven days. And I've, I've pretty much guarantee that. So if they receive the coffee that's more than seven days old, it's free. I'll refund the money. That's a very important factor in my philosophy about coffee. It has to be fresh. The reason why I say it can't be more than a week old is because if you're ordering coffee, and you should be ordering coffee no more than two weeks supply. So by the time you receive it, it's a week old. You use the coffee, last you about two weeks. That's three weeks your final coffee, the coffee beans in the bag that remain at the end is about three weeks old. So you'll fall within the four week period and that's the peak of the coffee. So that's why I really insist that customers should be getting coffee that are at least no more than a week old. Now, how can you tell if you are getting what you've paid for? It doesn't really matter what coffee you are buying or what they're claiming. Award-winning coffee, freshly roasted coffee. They're a boutique coffee roaster. It doesn't matter what they are. Artisan coffee roaster, handcrafted coffee. Doesn't matter what the label is. The following tips will help you. Just to reinforce what I've said before, I'm breaking it down to five things to consider when you buy the coffee. The first point, the, the roast label. The label on the coffee bag should have a roast date on it. Should state when the coffee was roasted. Not an expiry date or best before date. It's the date when the coffee was roasted. The second thing to look out for is a batch number. The reason why an important factor about a batch number is I can go back and tell, tell you when the coffee was roasted and the roasting profile. So that's a very important thing. If any of my customers want to check up the date of that particular batch number, I can give it to them straight away. I keep all my roasting logs. But the third factor to look out for when buying coffee is, is it kept in airtight containers. You're not buying it from one of those dispenser coffee displays or in a container that that's open with no lid or it's a screw lid. It's not airtight. So that's an important factor. Is it is it in a bag that's already sealed? That's fine. The fourth factor to look out for, where is the coffee being kept or stored? Is it in front of the shop, in front of the window where the sunlight shines? Coffee kept in a dark place and not in clear bags is ideal. And the fifth factor to consider is the coffee bean whole bean, not grounded, pre-grounded or grounded coffee. Whole bean, as I explained, lasts four weeks. Grounded coffee lasts three minutes. So it's important that the coffee bean that you buy is whole bean. You have a grinder at home and you grind it yourself. You grind only what you need and that's the best way to enjoy the coffee. If you follow those five steps, you will get coffee that is amazing. And, and the other thing to consider is you're getting this coffee at its peak and it's well looked after, you are going to get things in coffee that you've never had, aroma, a full flavor coffee. You can actually taste coffee, beautiful, sweet notes of chocolate, caramel, floral notes. You'll get all that in the coffee because it's within that time time frame. Anything over the three to four weeks, you're going to start deteriorating that and you won't get those notes and you won't get the full potential of the coffee. So I really, really insist to get fresh coffee. And that's the whole point of it. If if you're entering a coffee for competition, go out of your way to make sure that when you enter the coffee, it's you're giving a coffee that's of a high caliber. 
you must do the same for your customers. You can't just enter a coffee and say, I won a competition, now I can do whatever I want with it. I can see that a lot of people hope on about winning awards, but they don't follow through what they've entered. You don't need to be an expert, you just need to follow those five steps when you go and buy coffee. You can physically see it and easy to remember. So you don't need years of experience to buy coffee. You just need to follow those five important factors. You might say that you've got coffee that's less than a month old when you bought it, or the coffee is like a month and a half, or whatever the case is. My strong recommendation is less than a week old from roasting when you receive it. Then you've got the two weeks to enjoy it, and then by the time you finish it, it should be within the three to four weeks, and it fits comfortably in that peak zone. You must be given a date, an exact date, not an expiry date or a best before date. It's the date the coffee was roasted. Follow those. That's that's enough. I'm all about progress and not procrastination. Go to your local coffee roaster or cafe and look for a coffee that's freshly roasted. Look for a label that gives you a date. This is not as easy as you think and that's the only thing I want you to go and have a look at. Believe me, it's very hard to find and if you do find it, and try it and see how you go. Just because it's fresh doesn't mean you're going to like it. If you don't like the coffee at that point, it's because your flavor, it's like wine. Some people might like Merlot, some people like white wine. So it's to your personal preference. So by buying it fresh, at least you know that's what the coffee has to offer. It can't get better than that. I hope you have enjoyed the show. If you believe this show has helped you in any way, Review the show on iTunes and give it a five-star rating if it's deserved. You only make it more visible to people like you. But making it more visible to people like you, it's going to help more people. The aim of this podcast is to help as many people as possible. People like you that are really passionate about making your coffee better and enjoying coffee much more. Thank you once more for joining me on this episode. I hope to see you on the next one. So from me and enjoy your coffee. Thank you for listening to the Blandy Coffee Podcast. All coffee, no sugar. Subscribe on iTunes to get the latest episode. Visit blandycoffee.com to get links and resources mentioned in this episode. And download the PDF which contains a full transcription of the episode. Enjoy your coffee and bye for now.